0: Coaches, welcome to this episode of the Meshpoint Podcast. This episode is sponsored by GameStrat. If you're in the need of a sideline replay system, look no further than GameStrat. GameStrat has the fastest sideline replay system on the market, and they provide 24-7 customer support. Their systems can be used for multiple sports like football, basketball, and volleyball. Bottom line, making in-game adjustments equals winning more games. Go check out GameStrat on Twitter, at GameStrat. We're on the web at www.gametimestrategy.com. We'd also like to mention a new sponsor of the podcast this year, Just Play Solutions. I know most of you know about Just Play and how they can take your game preparation to the next level. from scout cards to player quizzing to installs. Just Play provides coaches with football playbook and game planning tools to prepare faster and engage with today's athlete. Make it a priority to check out Just Play this offseason before your league opponents do. Visit www.justplaysolutions.com, sign up for a free demo, and let them know we sent you. to season three of the mesh point podcast um tonight we've got coach dennis cooper uh he's the uh, offensive coordinator at st norbert college and uh coach how how you doing man
1: hey really good Uh, i appreciate uh the opportunity to be on your podcast you know i'm a listener of your podcast i really enjoy it and uh excited to be here and talk a little ball with you guys
0: well coach we're excited to have you and uh hey maybe get us started on uh on how you got to uh to St. Orbit, and, and maybe talk a little bit about the school while you're at it.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I started as a high school football coach in West Michigan, um, and, you know, I, co- I coached for about 10 years in one of the arguably one of the toughest conferences in the state, um, and then I spent a year as a head uh, high school football coach before I got into college football. Um, uh, you know, I met Rob Zeitman, who I worked with closely, um, in high school football, and he went on to be the uh, assistant head coach and offense coordinator at Ferris State. When he went to Kent State as their offensive line coach, um, I went down there with him to be a graduate assistant where I worked with the offensive line. Um, and then from Kent State University, I moved to Dakota State University where I was there uh, for about a year, worked for Josh Anderson, uh, NAIA school in Madison, South Dakota. Um, And then after I left uh, Dakota State University, I um, came here to St. Norbert. Um, That was, uh, I'm entering my second fall. Um, So I went through, you know, one spring, one fall, our second spring, and, uh, you know, looking forward to, um, you know, our next fall here at St. Norbert College. So, um, you know, I've been around a little bit, a lot of different experiences, um, but I'm, I'm pretty fortunate with what I have. Um, you know, in terms of Saint Norbert, uh, we're a uh, you know a school that's about twenty-two hundred programs. You know, we've we've put probably um, one hundred fifty million dollars in uh, facilities, both athletically and academically, in the last ten years. Uh, Schneider Stadium, where we play, is a fourteen million dollars uh, facility, and. Um, you know, I'm probably pretty biased, but I think it's one of the best, uh, division three, uh, you know, situations or, uh, facilities that we, that are, is in the land or in the country rather. Um, you know, you know, uh, you know, in terms of our program, um, you know, we we've been pretty successful, um, in our football program, we've been, uh, um, you know, pretty successful all across the board, you know, in, in our athletic program. Um, and, you know, we got some tremendous students. So uh, all in all, it's, you know, a great place to be. I'm very, very fortunate and really, really like where I'm at. And, you know, more importantly, the people I'm working with. So,
2: Well, Coach, right there at the beginning, we had a little lagging going on um, <clears throat> with, uh, with with our service here, I guess. Um, did you Would you consider um, St. Norbert a uh, high academic institution? What kind of student um, would get in there uh, at that school?
1: Okay, perfect. Um, you know, yeah, I would consider uh, St. Norbert uh, College, you know, a very high academic institution. Our average GPA for an incoming freshman is 3.5 uh, with a 24 ACT. Um, you know, but, you know, that, that, that fluctuates a little bit based on, you know, some of the students, you know, history. Um, you know, if we see progress, you know, in the student and growth in the student, you know, there's kids that get in with a little bit lower GPA and um, ACT score. Um, overall, we've got a very, very ser- serious student body. Um, they, they take their academics uh, seriously and understand they're coming to St. Norbert College and earn an education. Um, We offer a lot of different and unique opportunities, Um, a lot of different internships. As a matter of fact, there's more internships uh, at St. Norbert College than uh, go filled every academic year and every summer. Um, So those students that want to come and get an internship and, you know, area of study that, uh, you know, they're interested in, have that opportunity. Another unique thing about us, you know, is uh, I probably should have had it in the first question was that we've got a heck of a relationship with the Green Bay Packers um you know, both you guys at, you know look like the Packers a little bit man yeah we do you know that green and yellow so um you know Vince Lombardi uh started training camp holding training camp at uh, St. Norbert College the Packers still do it to this day it's pretty cool because I can look out the window of my office and see all the Packers and See, all, see them moving around and doing their thing throughout the day, which is pretty neat. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we're fortunate where we practice in the Hudson Center, especially here in Wisconsin towards the end of the year, you know, when it gets uh, some gets bad weather. You know, when uh, we made the playoffs and played for our conference title, we got an opportunity to practice in there um, a handful of times, which was really nice. Um, and then uh, one of our staff members is actually a former Packers captain. Um, uh, Rob Davis played for the Packers for twelve or thirteen years, and then worked in their uh, front office for another twelve or thirteen years. So we're we're really fortunate. Got have a good relationship with a lot of people. Um, and uh, you know, you know, I know this is uh, I'm I'm way off topic here, but uh, you know, it, it's a good institution where people are serious about their future and uh, you know about their academic pursuits. So
2: hey, I'm from Florida, man. So all I know about Wisconsin, man, is Beer, cheese, and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> maybe some sausage. Maybe some, some sausage, too. Yeah,
1: all three of those are good things. You know, I never had a cheese curd until I came to Wisconsin, but, man, you
0: know, I'm hooked now. So. <laughs> hey, uh, Coach, um, that's – I mean, that's a pretty significant uh, uh, contribution to athletics in the recent years at, at St. Norbert. You were talking about your – stadium and and all the capital outlay that you guys have put into it so you can obviously tell athletics is important there um you know maybe talk a little bit more about you know what you guys are looking for in your players okay um you know the guys that you want to bring in um maybe your areas of recruiting and things like that so maybe if some of the coaches that are listening you know can or at least they can learn a little bit more about you and maybe you know connect with you with potential recruits Absolutely. Um, you know, you know, first in terms of
1: our, you know, I guess our player profile, who we're looking for, um, as I said earlier, we're looking for a serious student. Um, you know, athletics are going to end for everybody at some point in their life. And we want the, we want the student athlete who understands that and is going to come to St. Norbert college and be concerned about, uh, developing, developing themselves intellectually and earning that education. Um, you know, so we're looking for the serious student, the one that, you know, kind of fits that profile. Um, on top of that, athletically, um, you know, obviously, like many different football programs, we have a variety of parameters by position and what we're looking for. And that's being a little unique offensively. You know, we have um, some things we're looking for, you know, up front, some things we're looking for, you know, on, on the perimeter. Um, you know, different different attributes, attributes and characteristics. But I think I can say overall, um, we're looking for a few things as a program. Um, one, um, not only the serious student, but two, the student athlete who's going to play their tail off. You know, we pride ourselves on, um, you know, being, a, you know, strong, fundamental program um, and guys that are willing to, you know, accept that. Um, repetition and accept the um, drilling the fundamentals, and 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 play hard um, in that regard. Um, so we're looking for guys that that are tremendous workers in, in, in that regard. Um, we're also looking for guys that, I and mean, I think every coach is self-starters. You know, you know, at our level, um, you know, you can't require a whole lot of those guys in the off-season. Um, so we're looking for to get those guys that. You know, we don't have to worry about um, showing up to weights. We don't have to worry about showing up to this or that or whatever it is. Um, and and we do a good job of um, trying to vet those kids or with the vetting process rather, um, and asking those questions of those coaches and you know how how those um, kids um, are are I guess lack of a better term committed to their program and uh, their school. Um, so so that that's kind of you know the the core of what we're looking for. Of course, it helps when we've got a six, five, two, 85, i pretty yeah. well, but right. uh, you know, that's, that's just a bonus. So, right. and in terms of our recruiting um, we've uh, um, for the, for the majority, the majority of our roster is going to come from, uh, you know, the green Bay, Milwaukee, Chicago um, area, you know, that corridor, um, and that's true with all our athletics. So we recruit Wisconsin hard, obviously. We recruit Illinois hard. We recruit the Upper Peninsula of Michigan hard. And uh, we've gotten to the Lower Peninsula of Michigan just for the simple fact that I've got you know a lot of friends there and a lot of different connections. Um, but we're starting to branch out. Um, you know, we've got kids from California, Texas. Actually, our kicker uh, who uh, was invited to Brown's training camp this last fall it was a, a kid from California. Um, we got a kid, I think it's a Texas, um, Washington, one from Florida. So we're trying to, um, uh, you know, nationally recruit, I guess. Um, you know, we, we just, uh, you know, we went in through our second year with a part time admissions football guy this last fall. Um, and that's his responsibility is kind of, you know, organizing that, um, you know, moving forward, we're going to try to get more on the national scene, you know, in terms of recruiting, so.
0: Well, we appreciate you uh, highlighting that because, again, you know, mm-hmm. with the, the number of high school coaches that we have listening, you know, they may be able to connect, you know, with you. And, and we'll, we'll make sure we link everything in the show notes to, to your uh, Twitter accounts and anything Perfect. else you're willing to give them. So, um, so Coach, you mentioned Coach Ziteman earlier. Um, yeah. Yeah, good guy. We had him on earlier. Great guy. Yeah, he's um, a great guy. Is he, is he someone you've leaned on as a mentor over the years, to kind of help you grow as a coach? Is he – or is there some other guys you'd like to talk about? Oh, no question. Uh, no,
1: Rob <laughs> – Z- coach, <laughs> yeah. coach Zite is the guy I'd like to talk yeah. about. I mean, there's, there's no question. Uh, like you said, he is uh, first and foremost a phenomenal individual, you know, a great guy. He's, uh, you know – great husband, great father, great teacher, great coach. Um, you know, I can't say enough about him in that regard. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, I was living in in my hometown as a young kid, 22, 23 years old, wanted to, you know, just, you know, wanted a different football experience and wanting to get into coaching football. And I sent a bunch of emails out to a bunch of area high school coaches and he was the only one that responded to me. And so, uh, I went in and talked to him. He gave me a job, you know, coaching on his staff, and we hit it off, and that was, I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago, and we've been super close ever since. Um, so there's no question that, you know, he's he got me involved with option football, to, you know, be quite frank with you. I knew next to nothing about option football. He's the one that introduced it to me, the one that's taught me everything, and, you know, we talk on a regular basis. Um, about <laughs> whatever it is, you know, you know, uh regarding a relative adoption football. Um and bounce a lot of different ideas off each other and uh you know I can't like I said I can't say enough about him. Um uh, you know uh there's another there's a few other guys. Um you know Irv Sigler, he was a, a high school football coach um, at the school district I went to um, very successful high school football coach in the state of Michigan was a head football coach at Olivet College. Um, you know, I learned a ton from him as well. Um, you know, you know, and he's got similar philosophies with, with Rob and, um, you know, he's another guy that I bounce questions off from time to time. So, and, 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 and as you know, you know, there's, coaching is there's a strong fraternity Um, there's a lot of guys that you know I talk to on a regular basis and you know ask questions see how they're doing things and uh, but but you know to answer your question Rob you know is absolutely you know my number one mentor and you know who, who I owe my career to so
2: well, no, he's a great guy, man. I know I've been painting his side a little bit there, you know, <laughs> trying to ask him questions and you know uh, for, for several years now, man. He's been great to us and coming on the podcast too. So he's yep. a good dude, man.
1: No question, no question about it.
2: I think I saw a funny story. I seen him at an AFC con- AFCA convention one time. And I come up to him and I'm like, hey man, I'm I'm excited, you know, got to see him the you know, first time. And uh, I'm going to ask him something about his videos. I said, I got all your videos. And he's like, well, that's not me selling them. That's somebody else. You know, he wanted to make sure I'm going to get him in trouble. You know what I mean? I was like, no, Coach, they're phenomenal. They're awesome videos, man. Like, no, I'm not trying to bust you about your videos, man.
1: That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah.
2: (laughs) No, he's he's been a good dude. uh, I, I got a lot of respect for him. He's he's on that. Um, I like to think like uh, uh, that. Innovative. Um, he's, he's 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 a big innovator in the flexbone triple option world. You know what I mean? So oh, uh, maybe yeah. I shouldn't say flexbone, but just, just in a triple option world, just in general. You know what I mean? I look oh, at him yeah. as an innovator. You know?
1: Yeah, that you know, and that's that's I, I view him the same way. Like I said, you know, we we talk often, and it's always a different idea or something something new and, um, usually a pretty dang good idea, you know? Um, but you're absolutely right. Uh, innovator, very intelligent guy. Um, you know, he, I, I, like I said, I just can't say enough about him. He, he, he knows option football inside and out and, um, you know, always, always has answers for you and always has, you know, good points and, you know, good things to good insight,
0: you know? So, yeah, yeah it's it's interesting i'm sorry um i I just love history of stuff right so you know he and he and tony sat down and you know what they were at different schools right yeah and come by came together and sort of put it all together which we're going to talk about in a minute about what you guys do option wise but Like you just think about the, you know, Tony was talking about being innovative, right? So those two guys, they're at competing schools. They come together and basically put together this, you know, pistol flex concept, right? And and instead of worrying about what somebody might think about it or how crazy it looks, man, they just go for it. They just go for it full speed. You know, I just, you know, that's, it's a pretty neat thing. And of course, I think when you look at, how they've all gone um, and it's certainly certainly proved to be successful over over several years so
1: oh there's there's no question you know uh, you know we we're talking mentioned Tony and niece um, you know they're really close uh, and that's what you know Tony and is at you know ended his high school career at Muskegon High School and Rob Rob's at Grand Rapids Northview High School and I know you know that's kind of where where the, where the ball got rolling and yeah. then like you said they put it all together and it's uh you know just <laughs> it was just something else you know
0: yeah so. it really was well hey man talk about st norbert option man what do you guys uh what's it look like and why do you use it yeah. all right
1: uh so you know obviously as we just talked about you know my first year coaching option football we we're under center flex team um you know uh in where everything that I understand a flexible team was, you know, we're uh, carbon copy of Georgia Tech, Navy, you know, those, those schools. And, uh, you know, we got into the second year and we went to the pistol. So our quarterback's at about three yards. Our um, running back is at five, and we took those tight slots. We moved them five yards from the offensive tackle and put them on the same plane as our quarterback. And, uh, you know, and we can talk about this a little bit later, but um, allowed us. of – you know, throw the ball and do some different things, um, but you know we are still in the tradition of the Navy uh, in what was Georgia Tech. You know, those that old school option football. We want a downhill physical run run attack with, you know, that's built on triple option concepts, double option concepts, and all those um, you know complementary or auxiliary plays, whatever you want to call them that fit those. Um, so, so that's where we start. Um, you know, I think. You know, a few of the reasons we went, you know, or a few of the reasons that, you know, I'm a believer in the, the pistol stuff is one, um, you know, I found that it's kind of, that it's expedited the process or the development of the quarterback. You know, those guys, as you guys know, need hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reps um, and there are various things that are thrown at them. But, um, the, you know, there's some things that we took out of it, like um, footwork. It's all pivot style footwork. So it's not as intense on that quarterback. Um, And and it kind of speeds up that process in terms of making things a little more smoother through the mesh and, you know, bubbling off the mesh and getting to the third phase and things like that. Um, So I think that was one of the advantages. And the other advantage is when we're under center, we always, always preached about our quarterback getting depth and, you know, protecting the mesh. And that's achieved that for us. We don't have to worry about it. We are, you know, two and a half or three yards in the backfield, and we don't have to worry about that guy getting depth and having our mesh attacked and things like that. Um, so, with that said, um, you know, uh, the other thing that it made it easier for us to do was run outside deer. Um, we had a heck of a time under center running outside deer, um, mm. and and this made it a little easier. Um, you know, the angle was a little less severe, and um, you know, it, it, it just hit for us um, and. And so th- that was another benefit. And then we got to the perimeter game, um, you know, especially the quick game, you know, throwing the ball a little bit, you know, really building our um, offense off that quick game and being able to dissect the back end a little more effectively, um, you know, throwing the hitches and the slants and the fades and um, the bubbles and what we call our bubble derivatives. So, you know, we're still built. Um, that, that's our bread and butter. We're, we start with inside gear. We're going to be a triple option team. We're going to be physical. Um, you know, that's where our offense, that's the genesis of our offense. And, you know, like I said, where we're going to start. Um, we always say if the wheels fall off, we're going to go our, you know, our base formation two by two and we're going to run inside beer. So, uh, you know, that that's what everybody learns and that's our, who we are. So. I
2: love that. I tell you what, when you was talking too, I was thinking about uh, back in the day when we was under center and, one thing, I teach the quarterback a check system, you know what I mean, and he'd look at the defense and then he'd get them hands under center and here goes the defense, stemming and moving. I was like, God, I oh, can't do that when you're in the gun, you know what I mean, as
1: much, you know? Yeah, exactly. That that Man, makes- sucks. <laughs> Absolutely. That makes it, you know, yeah, a little bit challenging when a defense will do that to you because you guys know as well as I do when those guys start moving up front and like you're you're giving your quarterback checks or the freedom to get you in the right option and they're starting to move and, you know, thing, things make it makes things difficult. But, you know, we do a few different things to try to combat that. But, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. So um, you can't do that as much in the gun, you know, so.
2: Now, speaking of the gun, Coach, I wanted to ask you. And I, I remember asking Rob a little bit about this—the um, gun snap. This is a question we get a lot um, from from coaches: is um, how do you how do you like how do you prefer? What is your preference? On, are you the two handed snap like Coach zaitman
1: Yeah, uh, we're 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 a two handed snap here at Saint Orbit College, because um, quite frankly, that's. How what I feel is one of the most consistent snaps or what we've had luck with in terms of having the most consistent snap. Um, and is what we do, and I don't know if coach talked to you in detail about how, how we snap it, but, uh, you know, we, we just grip that football with our fingertips. Um, and we grip it about the top third of the football, um, and it's all it is, is all we teach our guy to do is that he's going to flip his wrist and slightly move his forearms. And is what that will do is give us a nice end-over-end rotation that's pretty consistent, easy for our quarterback to field and start to mesh. Um, he, you know, what the biggest thing is, is, and centers have to get used to it, is that they got both those hands on that ball. And, and they're flipping that thing back, and now they've got to get those hands up to you know protect Pat in pass pro or you know run block or whatever it is so um you know that can be a challenge from time to time but once your center gets a lot of reps at it i think it just starts to be starts to feel he starts to feel comfortable rather than uh um you know um not not much of an issue um you know because of you know that issue with having both hands on the ball and um one year i had a center that really was struggling with getting his hands you know, up to run block or um, um, pass block, we went and tried to do a one-handed snap, and it was very inconsistent. We were rolling the thing on the ground. It was smacking off our quarterback's face mask. And I was just like, you know, enough of this. We're going to the two-handed snap, and we're going to figure out how to get comfortable, you know, get him comfortable with it. So, you know, it's a unique unique snap. There's no question. Um, it's funny um, that you guys get a lot of questions because I would say that's one of the biggest questions that I get it too, so.
2: Well, I tell you, I mean, you got the quarterback at three and the traditional gun snap. I mean, that thing's coming pretty fast, so it's wow. it's not conducive to the mesh. You know what I mean? Being able to grab the mesh. So I agree with yeah. you. I tell you this, my my son, he just finished up. He's a senior this year and graduated, and uh, he played center force and and. Um, I taught him the the two handed snap for especially when it was uh we we have a lot of wet wet uh rainy games you know early on in the season. It's like a monsoon hurricane season, you know what I mean so we i mean that helps us uh, you know tremendously when the ball's wet you know uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah so it but you know what and I'm Thinking, too speaking of coach iman man, he's showing clips of uh the center pulling and stuff, you know what I mean, so if that dude can two hand snap and pull and get out on the perimeter and stuff. I yeah. think
1: he'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's yeah. He's big. He's big on getting that center and wrapping that center around and doing some different things. You know, um, yeah. But you know, they do some. He he can do some crazy stuff. He's doing it. You know, they did it at Ferris State. He's doing it at the high school level. Uh, um, I know they're starting to get into it when he's at Kent State because uh, you know his uh, uh, second year at Kent State, they're starting to you know um, go more towards an option style offense. offense. Um, and uh, you know he he loves pulling that center, but uh, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Those two hand snap and you know skip pull or whatever it is that he's using, and it's 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 a sight to see. That's for sure. <laughs> Big
0: boys on the perimeter, baby. That's right. <laughs>
2: that's
0: right. Well, you coach the offense offense line, right? So yeah. yeah, so you like to see those guys moving, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. I do. Yep, I, coach, uh, yep, I and, and you you know how it is, you know. Um, you coach a little bit of everybody, but those are yeah. those—they're they're my babies. So, um, I, you know, I love those guys. I love being with them, and I—I I, I like to, uh, you know, I—I I guess I know no different. You know, I don't know if I yeah. could uh, um, give it up. So. Yeah, you,
2: guys, you guys have a special name for them, and you know, I had that question on Mesh <laughs> Point Monday yesterday. Everybody's <laughs> saying the big rigs or the roaches or you know, <laughs> stuff like
1: that. You know, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they do. The, uh, gosh, I don't, I, I don't know. I, you know, that's you a good question. You gotta give
2: them one. You gotta give him one, Coach. Uh,
1: yeah, we we got some really good personalities in that room. You know, funny guys. So I'm sure uh, if I can't come up with one, they'll have one for sure. <laughs> so,
0: hey, uh, uh, real quick, maybe maybe talk through what it's like to be the O line coach and OC, just from a logistic standpoint. Because I'm gonna guess you're, I'm gonna guess unless you've got a really good guy that's coaching with you, you're on the field calling plays.
1: Uh, actually, um, you know, it's funny cause I, st- we started, on- I started on the field, uh, this, this fall and we mo- I moved to the press box, um, just for, you know, a few different reasons. We just weren't super efficient, you know, um, uh, but you know, I'm pretty fortunate here at St. Norbert where, um, on our, on the offensive side of the ball, we have, uh, Ken Golopsky, who's our who works with our backs, uh, running backs and uh, um, quarterback slots, backfield stuff. He was a head high school football coach at uh, Ashwabanon High School, and I think uh, he won won four state titles and played in six. Um, so he's been a huge resource. And um, so we have him in the backfield on our perimeter. We have a um, alum who works in town um and he's got 22 or 23 years of experience um and then our head coach also helps us um in the back end so you know in terms of having experienced guys um um back there i'm pretty fortunate with that um guys that you know can see things and um um do some different things um so the biggest thing you know with us was that, you know, none of them had option experience prior to me coming to St. Norbert. So it, you know, it took some time in terms of, you know, um, uh, you know, not only teaching an offense, how we how we coach fundamentals and how we do things, but, you know, kind of that, I, I'm going to use, you know, the, all, all Paul, the uh, old uh, Paul Johnson term, the if-then philosophy, you know, yeah, yeah. that type of thing and what we're looking for and, you know, what we, if they're defending, like I said, we're starting with inside beer, if they're defending inside beer this way, you know, what are we coming back to? Um, so I, again, you know, I started on the field, um, and you know, we, were, we weren't super efficient. I went to the press box and then we had, um, our head coach, uh, and then our two perimeter guys, coach, uh, Borowski, um, who was the alum. And then, uh, um, Coach G also um, available on the field. So it felt pretty good in terms of, you know, relaying information and um, um, getting, getting information across to our players and communicating amongst each other. So
2: That's good stuff. I, I, I had a question about um, comparing what you do out of the pistol with uh, the flex bone. Uh, going back to your flex bone days, you know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. Can you run most of what you did in the flex bone from the two by two formation? Like, for example, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking specifically of like plays where you fold a slot inside or you lead things like that. And then, and then maybe my next question would be about like timing. You know, these are all like tricky things in my mind that I, that, that I have a problem, uh, you know, maybe working through. I had, a, I had a team that was asking me, um, uh, they, they do the two by two formation like you you guys and they wanted to put in a play like midline triple and uh, the characteristics of that play is like the play side slot twirls and then you got after the ball snap the backside slots come in late and with mm-hmm. with that being spread out like that or like a, t- a play like midline you know where you got the slot play side maybe folding in you, you maybe have to be creative with 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 how you're doing it maybe a little bit different Ho- hopefully you understand what I'm saying coach.
1: Yeah, I do. I do, and I hope I can give you some uh, good examples. But yeah, um, there's some different things that we do. Um, if we go back to just mid mid triple, okay. Um, you mentioned that twirl motion, correct? Um, you know, if we are if our slot who is going to get in pitch position is not moving pre snap, we'll do things like cut his split down just a little bit. Um, so if you look, if you look at, <laughs> I better not give. Give all Yeah, don't give team. us a second, Don't give everything away,
2: Coach. I think coaches will get what you're saying. I think, I think we'll get it. <laughs> hey, so, Coach, I used, to, I used to coach in the wishbone, man, and we run outside, veer to that tight end. We'd scoot that playside halfback up, man, almost parallel with a fullback. You know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. know it was coming, you know what I mean? You yeah. know it was coming. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah,
1: I mean, and, I mean it, and I know if, if people watch us close, they can probably see it, but uh, – you know, it's pretty subtle. So we'll we'll do things like that, cut our splits down. Um, you know, and like the insert stuff, we, we used to call it our insert stuff. So we'd run midline double and insert that under center and insert that play side slot for that play side backer. Um, how we did it, when we started in the pistol, we would short motion him in, either flat or we would make it look like the orbit motion, put his foot in the ground, and then insert him. Um, but we found that, you know, um, you know, it, we didn't know if it was really giving us a lot other than, you know, bringing some more defenders to the party in terms of, you know, numbers in the box. So we quit doing that. Um, and, and we did got into more formational adjustments, um, you know, putting, uh, putting, going into like a trip set and putting a, uh, H back, you know, um, like in a, like behind or in a wing spot, inserting him if we wanted or not inserting anybody, um, in general. So, um, those are kind of some of our answers to that. So, um, uh, you know, other than that, you know, we had a, the other play when you're asking the question that I was thinking of, uh, was zone dive. Um, you know, cause, cause I, I know a lot of those under center, if, you know, I haven't done in a long time, but that tackles, uh, you know, blocking that, what B gap track and the, you know, the slots on his hip, you know, yep we can't do that. You know, we had to block it more like a traditional inside zone, um, just for the fact that slots wide. So yeah, there was some adjustments, um, um, and, and they're subtle, but, uh, you know, it's, it's work for us. Um, and, and, um, you know, we, we haven't had many issues with it. So.
0: Hey, um, real quick, you mentioned earlier, um, that, that St. Norbert wasn't, really uh an option program until you got there so you know for some guys that are you know maybe bring an option to a program new you know not a new coach but they're bringing it out to a program they're just starting in talk about maybe the process you went through just getting the coaches up to speed with everything um you know because sometimes that can be a challenge particularly you, you're talking about the guys you had in your room had some experience right so yes yeah, uh, you know maybe just Maybe just go through that because I know sometimes you know like we'll get I'll get questions or Tony will get questions and you know how do all right so I'm coming into a new situation uh, maybe got some guys that have been held over from the other staff or or whatever how, you know how can I get those guys up to speed the, the, the most efficient way? coach. Yeah. What's that?
2: Them spread guys, man. <laughs> Say it like it is. A merry raid spread guy, man. <laughs> Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Well, it, it could be anything though, really. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, right. You know but just yeah. maybe just talk about the process because I think I don't know i find I get quite a few questions on that, like how would yep. you approach it with the with a new staff so yeah that's that's a very good question, and I don't know if
1: I you know right wrong and different if I had the best answer, but I'll tell you how we did it
0: yep. so
1: um, you know we've done over the years we've built these uh, different manuals um, like kind of like everybody does. Um, that really spell out, you know, everything we're looking for in our positions. You know how what we're what, what we're looking for in quarterback play on inside beer on midline triple on you know mid double or outside beer um rocket or whatever it is. And, and so so we we those are su- extremely detailed. Um, and as what I did is I after we sorted our staff out and where who was going to coach where. I went through one-on-one and it took a long time with each guy every single day, but I did it in bite in little pieces. Okay. So we didn't, I didn't sit in a room for six hours or eight hours with that guy and, and go, go over, you know, step-by-step. I would go an hour at a time and talk with our quarterback coach and say, okay, we're going to talk all about inside deer. Okay. Yeah. Footwork, how we're reading things, what we call our quarterback pose, how we're going to bubble off the mesh, our pitch mechanics, everything, you know, a to z. And and we then we went through it, you know, in that manual. I I got up, I demonstrated it for him, you know, and then I made cutups, and I went through in through our several cutups and said, okay, this is poor pivot, pivot footwork on inside view. This is poor. Um, um, of, this is a you know poor ride by our quarterback or this is a poor uh, bubble off the mat, whatever it was, or this is a poor pitch. And 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 I did that with each and every position. Um, it took a lot of time. There's no question. Yeah. And um, they had an opportunity to ask me questions, take notes, look at different things. Um, and we went through all our base offense and I worried, you know, more so about, you know, what who we wanted to be and what we wanted to do like we're going to be a triple option inside your team okay yeah we're going to run midline triple and we're going to run outside your, but inside is where we're going to start so that's our that's our first thing we're going to make sure we know what we're doing there we're and how we coach it um then we're going to go to our other triples and um then our you know double option stuff and then our complementary plays or auxiliary plays off of that um so like I said it took a lot of time and um uh, you know uh <laughs> you know in in a lot of resources i guess for lack of a better word you know i had to pull some stuff from rob as a matter of fact you know some video he had and some things that he made and um, kind of pull some things together to get those guys as much information as i could in a variety of different ways so
0: well i liked how you did it like you were talking about doing it in like small chunks right because I think, you know, when you're teaching players or you're teaching kids in school, Yeah, you want a small bite so they digest the whole thing, you know. So I like that idea. I think that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate you talking about it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah,
2: those guys are probably more um, open to asking you questions too, like, you know, maybe they wouldn't in a group setting. Like that kid that doesn't want to raise their hand, you know what I mean, in the class, you
1: know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, and I've been there before. Like, I, you know, I've been – we're and we probably all have. where We went through those six or seven hour meetings, and you're thinking, you know, holy, I can't pay att- I can't pay attention. I can't lock <laughs> in, can, you know. Right. I didn't. I, you know, I don't. I don't want to put someone else through that, you know. Yeah. So,
2: hey, I wanted to, one thing as you were talking that popped up into my mind was um, pitch relationship. Can you talk a little bit about that, and then maybe how you drill it? Uh, a team. I'm. I, uh, I know uh, you were asked to go to Alaska. You can't do it because your schedule, right? The Alaska. Yes. Team- Unfortunately. Yeah, I, I get to go, man. I'm excited. Uh, one of the schools awesome. I'm working with is, is a pistol triple uh, flex bone team, and and that's one of the things they really want to work on is a pitch relationship and some pitch drills.
1: Okay, I got you. All right, well, it's what we do. Um, first of all, you know, our pitch relationship, we're four by one. Um, we want to pitch that thing almost bordering on being illegal. So we're, we're running forward, you know, um, while we're pitching that ball. Um, the first thing we do is, uh, I think we got to understand the timing. We, when I put, when we, when I start with new kids, um, like here at Norbert, you know, they're 18 to 22 year old kids, but I put our quarterback out in the alley or where, where he's going to be. And then I put our slot in that same position, just so they understand that relationship and the distances. We don't move there. I just literally physically place them there so they can see it okay and then is what we do is I we started from the beginning and I tell those guys roughly when we're in the pistol that it's about three steps in the ground on average when the ball is snapped in order to get in that ending position Um, so so we start to um, I mean we walk through it so we can walk that motion path and I'm sure it's just like you know Normal flex bone or you know, the typical flexbone stuff. We aim at the heels of the running back. We get flat at the running back, and then marry ourselves four to one, four by one, to that quarterback. So we, again, we start at the end, then we walk through it, and then I start having that slot um, um, motion himself in position from full, full speed from there. So really, um, you know, it's our veer drill, what we call you know our veer drill, um, where we're just meshing. Um, and we just try to, again, break it into, you know, some bite-sized pieces for those guys, um, you know, so they can kind of get that timing down and that relationship down as best as they can. So.
2: Oh, that's great. Like a progression, you know, build up yeah. to the full, full speed. It's kind of similar to what uh, Coach McLeod I asked him a couple of weeks ago. It's very similar, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, put them in a the finished spot first and then walk them back. Yeah. Dude, that's, how do that's exactly what we
1: do. Yeah. So they know they know where we want them to end, yeah. and, and and then put them back at the beginning. Let them w- kind of walk through it. I know the timing's not right, but they at least get kind of the path that they're going. And then we just start wrapping the thing. So you
2: ever, ever had the quarterbacks have a trouble pitching that that left? You know, um,
1: yeah, we had. A, <laughs> it's funny you asked that because we had a tra- we had a transfer quarterback this spring, not an option guy, right? And we came. We're doing veer drill and. uh you know, we're we're running it to the left. He's a right-handed guy, and he's trying to pitch the thing. But he crosses his body with his right hand. You know? <laughs> it was pretty comical yeah. to see. And I go, you know, man, what are you doing? And he goes, Coach, I just can't do it with my left hand yet. I just can't. And he goes, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll work on it all summer. So I was like, yeah. I, you know, all right, man. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see when you get back to fall camp, you know. <laughs> so yeah. we can't do it in the fall, man.
2: Yeah. What you got to do is get those kids a shake weight and have them walk around. No, I'm just joking.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: that's terrible.
0: <laughs> well, well um, what do you guys, what, you know, in terms of off season? I mean, obviously that's been a while for you guys, but um, what's it look like for your staff? Like, you, get, you know, you've got recruiting too, so, but mm-hmm. if you guys have regular meetings and, and then um like are you able to do some other stuff for the kids? Um like in the spring.
1: I know you
0: I know you get a certain uh number of days and a certain and you're restricted on what you can wear and stuff, but yeah what, what can you guys do?
1: So okay, um I'll I, you know, I'll talk about spring football and you know, at our level to begin with, we get twenty hours. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I believe it's twenty hours, and and we're not wearing any helmets. We're we're not anything like that. So it's really all fundamental work. You know, we're running deer drill. We're doing deer releases. You know, things like that. Um, And we're very, very, very vanilla offensively. We simply want to get reps at running triple and some of the stuff that we do in the pass game. Um, So that you know, um, that's really what spring football is about for us um, you know other than that obviously we can't work with our kids right. um, but um, you know I talked about earlier having those kids that are self-starters those kids that you know are serious about academics and serious about athletics um, we get a number of kids that uh, um, do things on their own and organize things on their own um, so you know our, our quarterbacks our running backs our slots you know you're gonna go by. You know, there's not many days in you know in March where you're gonna see them, but maybe in May and June you might, uh, you know, see them. You know, walking down the street and they're carrying uh footballs and a strip and they're gonna go mesh. Okay, so they'll and they'll do that on their own. And the same thing with our guys up front. Um, you know, they're they know our veer release drills. They know our run block progression. They know all that and they're going to do that stuff. And, um, usually they do it as groups. So, which we're really fortunate with because you guys, you know, know know as well as I do that, you know, it's all about, you know, getting good quality reps for us. And, um, uh, um, those guys are willing to do it. Um, you know, as far as our staff, you know, <laughs> it's recruiting from December until August, yeah. or maybe yeah. December, to December. <laughs> yeah. so, so, uh, um, and we're we're a little different at Saint Arbor College. Uh, you know, we don't go on the road nearly as much as uh, other other places do, um, especially at our level. We went on the road um, probably two times a week, maybe maybe three on a heavy week uh, throughout the winter. Okay, before spring football, um, the other two days two or three days we're in the office, and we'd have you know. Uh, visits on campus or whatever it is if um, we have single day visits rather on campus and then obviously we have our big weekend visits Um, but uh, you know our staff if we're in the office we have a staff meeting every single morning and sometimes those staff meetings are you know at 10 minutes sometimes they're an hour you know and there's usually you know our, our head coach Dan McCarty is really good in terms of not he always makes a comment. we're not gonna meet to meet we're gonna we're gonna have business to, you know, and we're gonna do get something done um so you know if we if we're meeting he' usually has something for us or um and that can be you know recruiting that can be fundraising that can be you know player issues that can be academic things, whatever it is um there there's there's a purpose to our meeting, like I said, I don't <clears throat> you know we get things done when we meet. But you know, yeah, you know, we do a pretty good job poking at each other a little bit too and having some fun. So, yeah. um, you know, we're busy. We're busy. It's it's funny you ask that question. What the staff does? Because um, sometimes I think people who aren't involved in football wonder what you do when it's not the season. You know, I get that question a lot. Well, you know, if it's not football season. What are you doing? You know, well, I, sometimes I think I'm busier. in uh, <laughs> yeah. season, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, so. I had a question. Um, we we're getting
2: quite a bit here recently. What can you say, Coach, about the 4-3 deep mic? <laughs> that's, the, that's the magic bullet option killer, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all you got to yeah. do. You just got to line up in that formation defensively, and you, you got the option stopped. You know what I
1: mean? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Well, it's you know, it's funny you ask. Um, we... <laughs> We do a few different things, and you know,
2: maybe just give us one, or maybe uh, how you how can you account for that pesky mic that gets over, or the backside safety kind of, you know?
1: Yep, yeah, um, is what we do. Um, we 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 run a play that we call Veer Muscle. Okay, so, and I know you guys probably have a tag for it where we're gonna. Depending on how the mic's playing or that mic's playing, if he's reading the release of our tackle or what have you, we're going to arc our tackle, um, and he's going to be our perimeter blocker. Then we're going to take that slot, which is funny because it ties into one of the last questions you're just asking. We're going to take that slot, and we're going to insert him in that big gap track for that mic. Uh, So if that mic is flying over the top um, and we arc our tackle, we're hoping that on our level, you know, that five techniques is going to expand with that arc, and it's going to get it. Get a, we're going to get a give read, um, and, and we're going to be golden. Uh, so that's one of the things that we do. The other thing we do um, is we run some, you know, go to regular midline stuff, and we're not afraid to arc that guard. Um, you know, sometimes we'll see it a lot with a with a double two eyes and a deepened mic, uh, you know, trying to take away midline. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll arc that guard to that mic. Um, widen that split of that place I tackle and run just a pure double option and bubble our two slots because um, we feel like we've got the numbers in the box and we've got the angles. So those are a few things that we'll do. But yeah, that's a that's a tough tough situation. So yeah uh, how do how do you guys handle it?
2: Uh,
1: that's a good question. Man. That's, that's I
2: went back and we, what did we say? Uh, Iowa Iowa made it famous versus Georgia Tech there in that Orange Bowl like 2010 I think or something like that. And then ever since then, man, everybody's you know, yeah, copycat. You know what I mean? If if somebody has success, everybody's going to copycat it. Kind of like uh, Houston did the Navy several years ago. They had that Lincoln stack, you know, like a like a five man front with the both backers stacked on. And then you see that everybody's coming, you know, trying to copycat that, you know, because they smoke Navy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So oh
1: yeah, absolutely. We don't we don't see that Lincoln stack very much, but we'll see that deep in Mike quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny you say that because we call it, we call it our hawk front because of that Iowa Georgia Tech game. So when we say hawk, our guys know exactly what we're getting, you know, and what some of our answers are for. It, so some,
2: some of the guys on the on the chat group there they they they'll put the two two techniques. And um, so we were, like, advising, hey, man, go quarterback sneak. <laughs> Tell the guards to get a
1: 15-foot split if them guys will go yeah. out with them, you know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We'll, we'll get some different looks. You know, we'll get, like I said, I, we'll get the double two eyes. We'll get two twos. We'll get a, even a shade in a two eye, you know, and just all the You, know, you I like what
2: you said, though, about arcing the tackle, like trying to get that influence. You ever yep. seen um? You ever seen that play? Um, it's got so many damn names. Uh, I call it counter dive, but some people call it sna- uh, sniper, like citadel runs, or the handback. Oh.
1: Yeah, is that is that where their actions going one way and they're handing back to a slot? Come yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, Kennesaw State this year, uh, they've been pulling both
2: guards, so really to get no that two, that two to step out and then. Oh. You know what I mean? Kind of trapping it,
0: right? Well, wow, that's like a like a like, 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 trap action. It, yes, it, it's trap an influence. Yeah, it's an influence trap scheme. So, playside side guard pulls the wide and backside guard tra- traps. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I gotcha. Yeah, it's. You uh, know
1: another another thing that we did against that was, um, you know, we were running we we're because. Because our motion's a little longer because we're in the pistol, right? So yeah. so that mic, if he's not reading the tackle necessarily, um, they're they're moving with that motion. Um, and we took our play side tackle, wind his split out, de released into the mic, and when we get a two or two eye, we take our guard and kick the five, and then read that two eye and run it just like midline. Um, which is pretty good for us too. That's pretty cool. If- yeah, if, if that Mike ran over the top of the, that fight, like his take little squeeze-scrape, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's nobody left. We're reading that, you know, if he's squeezing, yeah. we're pulling. If he's up the field, we're giving. There's nobody there, you know. Um, if he didn't, then we had a pretty good angle with him with our tackle. So that, that was good for us as well.
2: Oh, that's good stuff. I, I tell you um... – when I was watching some of those illegal Rob Zeidman videos back in the day, and <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking about that. <laughs> I'm just joking, coach. <laughs> <folks. laughs> <Sorry. laughs> no, I seen I seen a scheme where they they uh, it was uh, it was a backside read, and I was like, man, this is this is really cool. You know, uh, I forget. I think it was a center fold tech uh, scheme. You know, uh, some type of scheme like that, and they would a uh, veer release. Versus a three, but versus a two or two eye, they outside release kind of like what you were talking about earlier. Yes. Not being yep. afraid of that. And uh, they could run it out of one back or sometimes even put a, a two back, you know, go two back and have that uh, tight end type guy in there as a lead. And yep. uh, we put that in off of zone, inside zone this way, and then read the backside. That's yep. a pretty good little play. We could run it out of one back and two back, you know, that's, that's a pretty good little play. That's yeah, absolutely. We called it, you know, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what uh, what he called yeah.
1: it. I think he calls his mid-crown. Um, and, and if I remember correctly, I haven't saw it in a few years, like you were saying, they're, they're doing it with like a sidecar back, right? Mm-hmm. And they were, they, were, they were meshing more like an inside zone. And um, with the backside three, they were either V-releasing or arcing, whatever, that backside inside interior defensive lineman. And they were wrapping the center around for the play side backer. Um, this is like a 4-2 box, and then they're meshing They're meshing basically inside zone, and if it was a give, you know, he was going to be to that, you know, rap side, that back is going to run to that rap side. Well, if it was a pull, the quarterback's pulling and, you know, getting vertical in that B, just like a typical midline play. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know Jason Vanderlaan um, there at Ferris State, they made a heck of a lot of money on that thing. You know, well, He so, was something else.
2: He was a special player for them, man. Um, no question he's a heck of an athlete so
1: yeah
2: man that's 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 good stuff now you guys you you do use um you're not just in the same personnel 100 of the time maybe like Flexbone would be right um no. i'm i i kind of i'm thinking going back when i was learning about some of the Fair state stuff that they would get into some different personnel and i think that helps you you know what i mean you're utilizing what you got on the team you know what i mean to Oh, help you out, you know.
1: Yeah, there's no question. Um, You know, and and I'm glad he said that because that's something we really got into too. Was you know, uh, you know, using a variety of formations and a variety of personnel groupings. And you know, and and this is nothing new. We're using those things. We're running the same stuff over and over and over and over. We're just trying to manipulate defense into a you know favorable spot for us. Um, Yeah, we'll get in ten personnel. 11 personnel 12 personnel we'll do two back stuff we'll do three back stuff um so um you know it's been really good to us especially you know throughout the game plan process if we can figure out you know if they've got what personnel they're putting on the field uh relative to the personnel we're putting on the field or you know things of that nature then you know we can maybe get ourselves in a pretty good position so
2: and and as far as your you know, it looks like you got a hundred million different things going on, window dressing, right? But at the end of the day, okay. this kind of where I learned from Cozyman is there's really only two meshes. You know, you got your pistol and you got your adjacent. Man, if you master those, you're good. You know what I mean? You can line up anywhere. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and we don't to be honest with you here, I say or we we're just use a pistol mesh right now. Um, but I know but he's exactly right. There's there, it looks like there's a lot going on, but not – there's really not. When you, when you look at it, there's, like he said, two meshes. Because, um, you know, he, he's getting, he gets a lot into the sidecar and, you know, meshing that. And he's doing a lot right now at the high school level. But, you know, and, and like you know, and I'm sure, you know, all option guys know, you know, it takes reps to get good at doing stuff like that. And, and when you've got a thousand different things – when you do so many things, you end up not being able to do anything. And so, when you got a thousand different, you know, mesh points or whatever it is, you know, it, it just doesn't, you know, work for you. You know, no, absolutely. And, um,
2: you mentioned you guys are running some outside beer. Speaking of, you know, uh, extra mesh points, the is is that a, a little bit different of how you teach it uh, versus how you're doing inside beer? You guys got to get down the line a little bit. Uh, yeah.
1: But- you know how we how we teach inside deer I mentioned it was just pivot style footwork so um, you know uh, we're, if we're running I'll start with inside deer because I think you'll be able to understand outside deer a little better. Um, if we're running inside deer to the r- to the right, we're literally just pivoting on that right foot and taking our left foot and stepping so we have a uh, toe to instep relationship and kind of helping set our track and set our shoulders of our key quarterback that that's our footwork for inside deer. If we were to run outside, veer is all we're doing is taking one step and doing that. So if I were to run outside, veer actually it's more we call it a shuffle step. If we we're to run outside, veer right. I take my left foot and I'm gonna step underneath myself, um, so it's right underneath my body. And then I'm gonna take one big step with my right foot and use that same pivot style footwork. And uh, same, then it's the same fundamentals from there. Um, <clears throat> and then our, obviously, you know, we teach it. We're we we teach brown spots of our offensive linemen. So our running backs tracking on the brown spot of the t- tackle for outside your inside your brown spot of the guard midline, obviously brown spot of the center. So <clears throat> so it's a little it's a little different, but it it doesn't uh, it doesn't uh, you know cause many issues for us.
2: Well, I like it. It makes sense to me, Coach.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, Coach, man, we're. We're closing in on an hour. really appreciate you uh, yep. coming on with us. But before you go, <laughs> last thing we want to talk about is passing game, man. You guys are in the gun. Um, you know, you got your slots a little bit wider, boxes a little thinner. Yep. Uh, you know, what are some things you like to do in a passing game? Yep. Uh, you know, that obviously are going to complement what you do, but you have a little bit more flexibility because you're off the ball a little bit.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, you, know, you know, to be honest, uh, you know, like I said, our, our quick game was something that we really expanded, especially when we went to the pistol. And it's not much different than, you know, the typical quick game that you see from a lot of different people. We're going to run the, you know, the slants, the hitches, the, you know, the fade, um, you know, the, what we call it, hitch out or hitch speed out, those sorts of things. But I think where we really, um, where we really uh, benefited from was our bubble game. Um, so we'll go like out of our two by two stuff. Um, one of the first things that we look for and, you know, one of the first things that, you know, our guy that's has eyes on the perimeter is looking for our two guys that have eyes on the perimeter is that the, the numbers and leverage of our uh, perimeter defenders. So we're talking that alley defender. If he's tucked himself, you know, if he's trying to apex that offensive tackle in that slot, we're going to get that slot and we're going to get him wide and we're going to throw that thing out there and we're going to take the easy yards and we're going to throw it over and over and over and over. Um, we're going to force that guy to remove himself from the box um, in a better thinner box. And then usually what it is, he's typically our pitch key. He's typically our number two. And now, you know, it gives our quarterback more time when we get to that phase when we're running triple typically. Um, so we're going to throw the crap out of the bubble. Um, and then we have what, our, what we call our bubble derivatives, what you see a lot of people run. So we're going to run our, what we call action bubble uh, slant or action bubble fade, depending on who's going to, uh, you know, trigger on that bubble, corner triggers, we're going to run the fade with it, you know, like you yeah. thing triggers we will run the slant and we'll do some of that stuff out of trips as well. So not only two by two, um, which has been really good for us. I think what's unique is, you know, it goes back to what I said before and it, it gets scary because like I said, we're an option team um, and, and we've got to be careful, but we have a little bit of air raid influence too. Um, you know, in our past game. So we'll, the two biggest concepts that we run are four verts and, yep. uh, ash. So, yep. uh, you know, and we'll, we'll rep the heck out of those two and, uh, you know, get as good as we can, you know, as serviceable as we can, um, with those. But like I said, we got to be careful because you can do so much crazy stuff that, you know, you you end up not being good at what you want to be good at.
0: So. Now on, on your quick game stuff with that over tumbled snap, are you, you, Teaching a quarterback to throw without the laces and the late, however he gets it, he's out, right? Okay. Uh, whatever,
1: however he gets it, we we, yeah. we tell him he's he's getting that ball, he's setting himself, and the ball should be gone. So we want we want it out, and you know, um, out as quick as we can get it out, really. Yeah. So that makes pass protection a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, that's okay with me. <laughs> me <too. laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: well, I like it, Coach. You you just meshed the uh, pistol flex bone with air Raid First time, I like it.
1: <laughs> no, man, you know no,
0: that's good. I like. It. I'm just giving you a hard time.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you.
0: Good. We're we're we're, run, we're running shoot guys. So okay. Um, we 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 like that stuff.
1: Yeah. Like
0: yeah. Good. I think we get a hard time. We, Tony, and I get. they people give us a hard time. We really like it though. So yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. good good. so um well so, hey man it's been great
1: hey it has been you know like i said i appreciate you you know the opportunity to be on here i hope i gave you some information and oh, that you're yeah. looking for, and uh you know hopefully you know it, it can make a decent show for you you know so
0: no it'll be great coach we really appreciate you coming on and uh you know best of luck this season you know? I, um yeah, you guys have been pretty good, so hopefully that continues. And, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, and best of luck to you guys as well. So, yeah, yeah. and, and if, if you know, I know I've asked you guys a lot of questions, and like I said, I love love following what you do. If you anything I can do or uh, get for you, let me know. Appreciate it, coach. Thanks yeah, for coming. yeah, you guys have a good night. That's going to wrap this
0: episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. You can download or listen to our podcast at apple itunes spotify or, or the google podcast app you can go on and rate us if you think we're any good and leave you some comments that you might think uh, you'd like to hear about in future episodes again i'm matt mccloud you can reach me on twitter at run the triple again that's at run the triple our Meshpoint point podcast uh, has its own twitter page and that is at the mesh point. again at the mesh point you can also find me on flexbonation.com i have an option blog there and write articles and have plays uh that can help you out particularly during the season all right tony i want you to let the listeners know how they can get you on social media all
2: right guys go to three face football on twitter at three face football and uh you'll you'll be able to follow my account and um the cool thing about it is, is, every Monday we do something called Mesh Point Monday, and basically I'll post out four questions concerning a triple option topic, and it's a great opportunity for coaches all around uh, the country and uh, to to get together and network and and uh, get to know each other and you know we'll talk about some kind of triple option topic. So catch uh, catch that every Monday, eight o'clock Eastern, and uh, what you want to do is search the hashtag Mesh Point to see everybody's responses uh, to to the four questions. Uh, like I said, great great way to uh, build our networks and, and, and learn some things. It's like an ongoing webinar on Twitter, so it's real cool. Also, check out the website, threefacefootball.net. Uh, we've got some cool gear, like Fear the Veer, you'll see in the background here. Uh, Fear the Veer stuff, uh, mesh point gear, and, and other things like that. So uh, go check out that website as well.